Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This has got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right, don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. This is William. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back. Third episode of the week. If you missed part one, it's all about contract extensions. Part two, it's all about that night in Munich because, again... We don't need an excuse to talk about it, so go check it out. As always, your host, Brandon, joined by Nick and Dan. Super special guests this week. Been here all week, Mike, Ryan, Ruiz. Uh, holding it down in Florida, being the Petri dish for the rest of the country while you guys just <laughs> test it all. Thank you, sir. Your service does not go unnoticed. <laughs> that is a genuine laugh there. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll report back. Um, we'll report back in a couple of weeks <laughs> oh, no comment i'm laughing a little too hard at that one huh all right well real quick we'll pivot we'll get we'll get off that because we don't need to to hang out there for too long but um as most of you know uh everyone else but me on this podcast is into a lot of sports uh, i'm that one guy who doesn't watch football so you can come at me for that so, Mike, Ryan, uh, we all love that you like Chelsea, um, but then you have some different options of teams you support, like the Browns and the Heat and the Canes, uh, but we still love you for that, and we also know that you're well-equipped to play this little game with us. So, we're going to enter an alternate reality where the existing Chelsea players do not play football for Chelsea, but instead, what U.S. sport would they play instead as well as what team they'd be on, if appropriate. Um, yeah. So, Dan, are there any ground rules or things that you want to lay out 
before yeah, we get into this. Freaking oh, as the, the game master. Yeah. It's true. Uh, no, I, I don't think there's any particular rules. This is uh, supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a little lighthearted, given the kind of current situation. And But there will be a winner. There will be a winner. It's Mike for playing the game. Oh. And uh, it's uh, really, it's, uh, it's for the listeners getting to hear Mike's answers. They're the real winners in all this. All right. Um, boo. Boo, Sappy. Boo, oh, boo, your, boo your setup. Love listeners. Bad. <laughs> it's right. been a rough block for me so far. <laughs> So we don't have all the players because we are on a bit of a time crunch. But again, we're going to say, what sport do they play if a team is a part of that sport? We'll say what team. And then if we compare them to a current player, if there's a good fit, uh, we can do that. So obviously, great example. Wait, is he on here? He is. Never mind. We'll save Reese James later. I've got one in my mind. All right. First up on the block is Tammy Abraham. Uh, so we can go around the horn. We'll see. What do you think, Mike? What sport would he be playing? Team comp, and then comparison. Uh, this one's easy. He's an NBA baller. He's got NBA baller swag. He's got NBA baller cars. He's got NBA baller haircuts. He's uh, kind of scraggly, so he looks like a, a rookie that just came into the NBA, not fully filled out just yet. It's great. Growing into his body, a shot blocker, a guy that can, uh, a Chris Bosh type that can play inside, but. Bring a defender on the outside, hit that mid-range jumper. So I'm going to say Tammy Abraham, NBA basketball player, no doubt. So I know he's a tree because we, you know, we've stood next to him and he's uh, far taller than I. But I don't, I don't think he'd be, I don't think he'd be a, like a rim protector type. I, I think he'd probably be something a little bit more silky smooth, maybe like a wing, maybe shoots a three a little bit. Um, Swaggy P is the comparison that I'm going to give. <laughs> Swaggy P, they're about the same height. You know, wins really? in the NBA are like 6'8 now. So, like, given Chelsea's troubles against some counterattacking teams, I would have killed to have Swaggy P on the, <laughs> on the club <laughs> at any point because I was screaming several consecutive weekends, shoot. And that wouldn't have been an issue with uh, Swaggy P. Unfortunately, I don't think there are any Swaggy P's on Chelsea this year. All right. Well, that is fair. Um, Nick, who who do we have next? Oh, well, a, a brand new signing for Chelsea, obviously. Olivier Giroud. Uh, the meaty French forehead, Mike. A guy who, strong, talented, good looking. I mean, all of the traits that, you know, myself, I have. So... Uh, thoughts on the crossover sport in America that Olivier Giroud would play? Hmm. An equestrian sport? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, polo? any yeah, polo, any sport in which uh, you can play for a little bit and then just casually sit on a bench with an elbow behind him, maybe have some sort of uh, glass of champagne. Um, really leaning into all sorts of Olivier Giroudness and any. I'd say polo or or he kind of dresses like a, a high-end golfer a yeah. little yeah, bit. With the, yeah. So golf is sort of trending in that direction, but I'm going to say polo for Olivier Giroud. Ooh, I was going to go golf, but uh, you, you convinced me that polo with the uh, potentially the wonderful knit squ- uh, sweater t- not, uh, knot tie would probably uh, fit him real well. He'll kill a white party. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, no water sports? He's not, like, sailing or anything? God, sailing would be a good one, too, honestly. Sailing, yeah. Sailing. Sailing. I think... uh, Absolutely. 
Yeah, I think we've all, like, we can all imagine Giroux in that, like, laid-back setting, like he's in a cologne commercial. Like, that's what <laughs> your... life is a cologne commercial. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were all in his cologne commercial. Yeah, so... Must be tough, you know. I th- I just imagine him walking to like <laughs> something voiced by Charlize Theron. Yep, j'adore. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead and Google Drew Cologne commercial. You will have results. Uh, Dan, you're up next. All right. Well, uh, he came back with uh, with a beard uh, from his time on Castaway Island, but Drew, uh, not Drew, but uh, Jorginho. U.S. comp. What, what do we got? You know, I'm gonna go back to um, I'm gonna go back to basketball. Uh, he is uh, he, he is a, a distributor of the Rock, and uh, you don't really have many of those. He's a, a, in other sports. He also, I think, he can make a pretty good middle infielder. Um, he's a smart player. He'd make a good catcher, honestly, because he could call a game. So there we go. After talking it out with you, I'd say. Major League Baseball catcher because smartest player on the field knows exactly what to call in which situation knows what other players are going to do before they do it. So I'm going to go Major League Baseball catcher for Jorginho. You missed you missed the trick. He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. Come on. I mean, oh no, no, yeah, just no, described not, a quarterback. He, yeah, he, he does. If he doesn't throw the ball deep enough. If he's a quarterback, he's Alex Smith. <laughs> if he's any American football comp, he's a punter. Because it's all about placement of the ball. Nick, he is a quarterback. He's an option quarterback. You know a thing or two about mm, that being a I Nebraska do. Cornhusker fan. I do. He is an option quarterback because they're all lateral passes. Well, and he's definitely uh, <laughs> not enough. surviving that that career option either. So there, there's probably that. Mm-hmm. All right. What about Mateo Kovacic? I think you, you're going to have some options here. I think we could, in a funny way, come up with some interesting options for him. But... We're not going to influence you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go linebacker. Another guy that's another guy that's smart, intimidating, good tackler. Always seems to be in the right position. Not really scoring many touchdowns. So uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say middle linebacker for Mateo Kovacic. I was gonna go UFC fighter, like just you know, <laughs> like that. That's where my head kind of went, you know, because he's got the uh, the scrappiness. We know he's a fighter. He's he's kind of always doing the dark arts. Like I I totally could see him getting into the octagon and just uh, laying it laying into a couple people. Yeah, I mean the last name does look like it's atop a, a UFC poster <laughs> as you're leaving a bar. Like they're on UFC three. What now? <laughs> yeah, headlined by Kovacic. God, I he's scrappy. I was thinking about like his lateral movement as like a key. You know, he he moves with the ball so well. So like. To me, if he's able to make those cuts, is he an NFL running back? Like, does he have some of that juice? Like, probably not top end speed, but but still pretty hockey enforcer. Maybe that's a good one. Yeah, some, he, some yeah, fights. He's, he's just not that big. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> exactly. And Alexander Barkov. He's a Barkov type, a, a two way player. Um, likes to get involved in the offense, mm. but really known for for his defense as well. So. These are all good ones. I think Mateo Kovacic is one of those guys that's pretty, pretty good at everything. All. He'd be flex in your in your fantasy football team for sure. <laughs> all right, Nick. Well, I, I think probably one of the favorite ones that we'll do is Reese James. I mean, built like a tank, runs down the wing, crosses the ball with ease. Mike, who do you have as a comparison for Reese James? See, this is my actual quarterback. Given that distribution, those crosses from the wings, an athletic type, have to be tough to play the position. 
um, has uh, has decent size, not necessarily prototypical quarterback size, but he plays a lot bigger. And as you know, with the Kyler Murrays, Baker Mayfields, Russell Wilsons, we're getting a little shorter uh, at that position in the pros. So I like his distribution. Um, I like his will to win. Um, I like that Look, he, he's going to take a lot of punishment, but he'll get right back up. He actually likes to dish it out, too. He plays a lot bigger than he is. This guy's one of my favorite players to watch, but... Man, those are world-class crosses. I want to see him stay, hopefully, as a fullback. Um, I know there's talk about moving him through the field. And the last time we saw him, actually, he was playing in a more central position. But Mm -hmm. the service is exceptional, world-class quarterback for me. You know, with Reese James, I think he would hate having to talk at every huddle. (laughs) Designated hitter. Designated hitter in the American League, Major League Baseball. Just goes up and does one thing amazingly well. Smashes out of the park. Long ball. Hmm. I think competitiveness could be like a Russell Westbrook type point guard. Hmm. I have I have him as like a. You don't want to deal with him defensively. Like you need an all world defensive type, but then the ability to go create on the other side is interesting to me. Yeah, he's just not so much like a hissing radiator. The way that uh, Westbrook is, <laughs> he seems pretty calm on on the pitch. He's uh, learned to control his emotions radiator. a little bit better than uh, than old Russell Westbrook. Dan. Uh, so another one. Uh, you know, I think we we, we we already know your answer, maybe, but we'll give you an opportunity to to refresh on uh, Marcus Alonso. We talked about before we started recording. Yeah, and this one's dead on. He's absolutely a golfer. He's a, he's a golfer that's been on the on the pro circuit for ten years, still trying to seek that elusive first major. He's come close a couple of times, but Tiger or Rory always stand in his way. Maybe had a bad final round one day, and then. <laughs> Am I making him Sergio Garcia? I think I just made him Sergio Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a lefty. You have to remember yeah, that. That's very true. So he's Phil Mickelson now. Okay. It can hit the ball better than most, right? Talk can about his contact. Crush the ball. Contact is sweet. <laughs> uh-huh. That's so funny. Um, all right. Well, I think this one might be a little trickier for you. Mason Mount. Man, this one is tricky. Mason Mount. Uh, so Mason Mount, I, I think he's a, a safety. I think he's a safety because he doesn't necessarily have the, mm. the speed to be a corner. Um, safeties have to be in the right position. Um, and it's, it's a position that's more about effort that, or a really undersized, <laughs> I think he'd be an incredible rebounder because rebounding is about will. What I admire so much about Mason Mount is he projects speed by not being fast. And it's just because of effort. And his uh, constant uh, ability to press. He's a tough one. He's a really tough one. I'm going to have to – let me bounce this to you guys because I don't really know what Mason Mount is. And I think that's sort of my experience with Mason Mount watching him play for Chelsea all season. I'm not quite sure who Mason Mount is just yet. Yeah, I mean because he's not overly tall, which most sports you're like, hey, size is is everything. Um, You know, but you've got badminton. You've got go-kart driver. Some things I feel like he could really excel at. Um, maybe an extreme sport. Because those guys, you don't have to be that big. So maybe he's flying down in the half pipe in the X Games. I think he's probably more of an X Games athlete than your traditional American sports, Nick. That's where Ooh. I'm at. I'm trying to yeah. think about like what offers positional flexibility, right? Because 
we've seen him play as an eight. We've seen him play as a 10. We've seen him play as a wing. Uh, we've seen him drop deeper at times this year. I, I'm wondering if, like, he's not this big, but I'm thinking of, like, an H-back in the NFL, someone who can kind of just be split across the field, or, or maybe a better comparison would be, like, a DeAnthony Thomas type where you can play him at receiver, you can play him at running back. Just wherever you need to make a play, you send Mason Mount over to that direction. Um, maybe that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's another baseball one. Like he has to be like some type of like shortstop. You know, just you know, sits there, quick reaction. You know, is you know, you talk about multifaceted. You know, probably be a good you know uh, you know 300 level hitter kind of career. Um, Lead off hitter. Yeah, you're yeah. not nothing you know, flashy, super, but just consistent. Quick could kind of pinch hit him if necessary that's fair he was the guy in the draft that in the mlb i'd be like oh he can play three different positions drafted wait are yeah. you good he's, he's ryan freel he's <laughs> ryan freel <laughs> mason mountain is ryan freel one thing that we will never going back to reese james uh given what we saw uh during this pandemic and that fifa display i think we can all agree not a professional esports gamer yeah. reese james that's not in his future <laughs> That did not go well. Andre Gomez just wiped him. All right, Nick, we're down to the final two that we've got here. Kurt Happy Zuma, a big lad, probably our biggest, I would say, strongest. Uh, also pretty quick. Not you know, let's not underrate his speed too much, Mike. What is his comparison? That's our power forward. That's, uh, I mean, he'll get up there in the air and he'll sky for a rebound. Um, and you don't necessarily want to count on him for goals or really, you don't really want to see him shoot, but then he'll surprise you with his handling out of nowhere one day when he brings the ball up court. Um, so energy guy off the bench, Kurt Zuma, he's a four in the NBA. I mean, this that's where I'm at. I would say that's where I yeah, like agreed. you see him, especially like his above the rim game. You know, like he he's gonna be that presence. We talked about defending the rim earlier. I mean, he's not gonna want to get involved in the offense. You know, he's gonna be setting screens and just you know letting people get open. But defensively, that's when he's he's ready. That's why he is a four three defensive end. I think <laughs> I think he would be a tremendous four three defensive end. Coming off the edge, has power, has speed. I I'm 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 convinced he would be tremendous in that role. I, you're, you're outvoted here. It has to be basketball. Has to be basketball. Okay. I'll take him on my team. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, after listening to this interview, Dan, I think that uh, Mike will have many ideas about this This one. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you talked to the man. So Billy Gilmore, what is mm. his sport if not being the next you know, generational talent? Shortstop. I, I, just because he has the body of like Walt Weiss. Um, short, <laughs> great shout. Oh, what yeah, ways. Yeah. Yeah. Shortstop. I'm just doing uh body type right now, man. Honestly, quite honestly, Mason Mount is the toughest one. I'm still trying to figure out what Mason <laughs> Mount is. Uh, but Billy Gilmore, how about giving me some tennis prodigy vibes, tennis prodigy, mm. Billy Gilmore. Um, I could see him. Um, making it to the final and bringing a, a country to its feet, the likes of which only Andy Murray has done recently, making it to a Wimbledon final in all white on the grass of uh, Wimbledon. So I'm going to say tennis prodigy Billy Gilmore. I, I mean, we just got done watching The Last Dance, and 
I'm looking at Steve Kerr in The Last Dance, and I'm thinking I'm getting Billy Gilmore vibes off of that. Um, I and I and I can't figure. Here's where I'm struggling. I can't figure out if that's Mason Mount or if that's Billy Gilmore. <laughs> I now because now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, the uh, the book of evidence, Dan, on Billy's still quite short. So there's not a lot of like career type things you can relate him to. I cannot. Yeah. All right, so the, it's it's a short resume, right? But he just won two consecutive man of the matches. He went toe to toe and took down Mo Salah. He was, I mean, he was breaking serves out there. He was. I'm telling you, this is a low seated tennis prodigy that goes on a <laughs> magical run, and all of a sudden starts toying with Liverpool. And basically, it, it, yeah, Liverpool, Everton doesn't matter. He's he's making them bend to his will out of nowhere. Young tennis prodigy Billy Gilmore. He's the second seat driver of an F like mid tier F1 team. Like the, <laughs> the whole like thing with F1 now is like there's all these younger drivers and like so he's up and coming, super talented, and you know like in two years he'll be driving for Ferrari or uh, McLaren or something. He's clearly an and one mixtape guy, right? With the moves <laughs> with the. The yeah. professor. Exactly. The professor. Yes. Nice, Brandon. Good show. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Iowa, yet I came up with a professor the reference. The professor. We're, we're dating ourselves. I had Walt Weiss and you had the professor. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, look, I'm sure we could go top to bottom on that roster. I think this is a good sample. Get a lot of different flavors here. Classic. We didn't have a goalkeeper, but Dan, I won't hold that against you for too long. Personal prejudice, clearly. And that is A-OK. Oh, man, that's good. Uh, look what happens. When you don't have matches to react to, we have to, we have to get creative, come up with something to entertain ourselves, and mission accomplished. Hey, Mike Ryan, thank you so much for joining us this week, all week. Uh, obviously, um, you know, it's huge just friends and, and, you know, podcasts as well. You know, we just want to say go check it out, the, you know, the Mic'd Up podcast. Chelsea Mic'd Up, it's great. No one else gets the access you do. Uh, and we say that um, enviously and happily for you um, because, honestly, not a lot of clubs are doing what Chelsea's doing. So to just be in this fan community, uh, it's great to have you you know, kind of leading the way. So well done, sir. Oh, without you guys, there's no Chelsea mic'd up. And uh, I, I go to you guys for the actual breakdowns of the match. I go to me for just like crazy emotion and, and access that the club has somehow given me. I'm living a dream over here to be able to talk to the players uh, and, and people that I'm talking to. But this is still, for me, the most informative Chelsea podcast in terms of match breakdown, and you guys always strike the right tone. Uh, I It's like a, a Sunday morning paper for me on match week. So I always love London is Blue. I love being in the group chats with you guys, and I remain a fan of the podcast, and I'm glad that my Chelsea podcast can be a part of a larger Chelsea community that you guys have been at the forefront of. Yeah, it's great. Nick Dan. Love you, brother. You guys are crushing it. Appreciate all the support. Again, listeners, send us your ideas. There are many other players. There are probably things we forgot of. Obviously, Mason is the one messing with us a little bit. Uh, But hit us up and let us know. We appreciate all of you for listening out there. And we'll be back with more and more content. And hopefully football returns, but only when it's safe. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.